please join with me in the prayer for illumination. Prepare our hearts, O God, to accept your word. Silence in us any voices but your own, so that we may hear your word and also do it. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's reading is from Psalms chapter 69, verses 13 through 21. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me. With your faithful help, rescue me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over me or the deep swallow me up or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. Draw near to me. Redeem me. Set me free because of my enemies. You know the insults I receive and my shame and dishonor. My foes are all known to you. Insults have broken my heart so that I am in despair. I looked for pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. They gave me poison for food, and for my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. And from John chapter 19, verses 28 through 29. After this, when Jesus knew all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. These are the, is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thank you, Beth. I am thirsty. No greater sentence captures Jesus' humanity than this one. I'm thirsty. The savior of the world was thirsty. The one who offers living water longed for a drink. I have told you many times before that I struggle during Lent. I struggle because the humanity of Jesus is on full display. And it's hard for me to imagine my Jesus suffering so. I am reminded in these days that Jesus was fully human. Jesus was a man. Sometimes we act as if Christ had some sort of protective layer that could shield him from the true horrors of what was happening, the true pain of these days. But he didn't. Jesus was fully human. We see his humanity here. We've also seen it recorded throughout his life. In Matthew chapter 4, as I was talking to the young disciples about, we read of Jesus being in the wilderness, and after so many days, he was so hungry. Further in Matthew, we read of Jesus crossing the lake to escape the growing crowd that was following him. And we can imagine that there were times that he just grew tired, and needed respite from the pressing crowds. 
The crowds were always in need of something. And so we see Jesus retreat at times, giving himself and his disciples a break. After all, the disciples were only human, but so was Jesus, human as well. Jesus faced some of the same limitations and frustrations that you and I face, hunger, overwhelm, and here, thirst. Have you ever been thirsty? I mean, really, really thirsty. So thirsty that your tongue seems to to grow in size in your mouth. So thirsty that your lips crack and they're stuck together. You can't even muster up enough spit to bring any relief to the parched state of your lips. I can't imagine the kind of thirst that Jesus was suffering from hour upon hour in the heat and the sun, exposed, hurt, no relief in sight except for the relief that death itself would bring. Can you relate? Obviously, we have never experienced this sort of circumstance. But can you relate to the struggle of the limitation of humanity? When you have reached what is your limit, when you cannot handle one more thing, when there appears to be no relief in sight, when when disease rages or dysfunction overwhelms, when you don't seem to have any recourse, no way out. As we have walked these days of Lent and have heard Jesus speak to us from the cross, Have you related to the humanity of it all? When he was mocked, did you recall a time when you were mocked and felt as if you had only enemies? When he was abandoned and had no one, having to relinquish his own mother into the care of another because there was no other choice, did you recall a time when you felt as if no one was for you? that there was no safe place for you, a time when no one was with you. When Jesus cried out to God for God's presence, when it seemed as if he had been forsaken by God too, did you recall a time when it felt as if God had gone silent and was absent? What do we do with the humanity of Jesus? We struggle with it. I've heard people say, well, he could have gotten down if he wanted to. As if Jesus' suffering is somewhat diminished because of his divinity. But to me, this moment makes Christ all the more divine. That he didn't allow his divinity to overcome his humanity. That he sat in the brokenness of humanity just as we are called to do. He sat in the pain and the hunger and the hurt and the thirst. And because of that, because he felt each and every blow, because he endured every strike, because he was hurt by each word and every sneer, because he understood what it felt to be wrongly accused, convicted, and sentenced, 
because he felt human pain and hurt and anger and sadness and sorrow, there is no circumstance that we face that Jesus himself has not faced. To the poor on the street, Jesus can relate because he has felt their hunger, had no place to rest. To the lonely, Jesus can relate because he has been abandoned and alone. To those who are angry, Jesus can relate because he has been angry enough to flip the tables. To those who are weary, Jesus can relate because he has felt the overwhelm of the demands that this life places on us. To those who weep in grief, Jesus can relate because he cried tears of loss over his friend, Lazarus. To those who have been hurt, Jesus can relate because he was hurt at the hands of people who just one week ago cried, Hosanna, welcome to the King of Kings, and then cried, crucify him. And to those who thirst, today we are reminded that Jesus can relate as we hear him say, I am thirsty. There are times that we become angry with God because of our circumstance. It happens to all of us. But in these holy moments, we are reminded that Jesus has been in similar circumstance and Jesus knows the struggle of humanity, the pain the hurt, the death. Jesus came to be present in the struggles with us, in the fullness of humanity. But he also came to answer the struggle in the fullness of divinity. Jesus came in full humanity to truly experience our struggle, but he came in full divinity to address the struggle finally. There's a double-edged theological meaning to Christ's words today. As Jesus said, I am thirsty, we are reminding that, reminded that he is experiencing physical suffering and thirst. He is parched. We also know from our study of scripture that Christ also speaks these words that Beth read this morning, I am thirsty, to fulfill Old Testament prophecy. We saw fulfillment from what Diana read last week as she read Psalm 22, and then we heard it again as I read it. The psalm that read, my mouth is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. As Jesus cried out in thirst, those gathered around were witnessing the words of this psalm come to life. This moment of fulfillment, as Christ said, I am thirsty, was only one. In fact, at least 20 Old, Old Testament prophecies were fulfilled in the 24 hours preceding Christ's death. God's predicted plan was playing itself out in real time. This cry of thirst was one fulfillment. The response of the soldiers was yet another we heard Beth say today that Jesus would be offered vinegar to drink, and that is exactly what happened. From the chapped and dried lips of the Christ, we hear his cry, 
as God's promised story unfolds right before humanity's eyes. This is divinity in full display in the broken form of the human Jesus Christ. This is a perfect example of Jesus in his fullest form, fully human and fully divine, Christ in all of his blessed complexity. What do you thirst for? Jesus thirsts for water. Perhaps his thirst was a response to his yearning for hydration, but perhaps it was also a preparatory thirst. Perhaps he needed to moisten his lips and his throat for the proclamation that scripture says he would proclaim loudly, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit as it was finished. In radical obedience, in the midst of his human dying, Christ remains obedient to God. Jesus, in his humanity, felt the need for water. Jesus, in his divinity, felt the need for victory. He knew that both lie at the end of these moments. Relief for his broken human body and ultimate victory through his divine response to sin. So Christian, I ask you again, what do you thirst for? People in Jesus' day were thirsty for justice for freedom from oppression, for identity and value. Sadly, there are people among us who thirst for these same things today, for justice and freedom, for identity and value. Do we recognize that and work toward the betterment D. Martin Lloyd-Jones wrote, if every man and woman in the world knew what it was to hunger and thirst after righteousness, there would be no danger of war. Do you thirst for righteousness? Do you thirst for God? Do you enter into each day parched for God's presence in your life, crying out for it as if it were the only thing that stands between you and death? Do you hunger for the word of God as you would hunger after a hard day's work? What does your weary soul thirst for? Do you come to worship thirsty for God's presence, for God's movement, for God's direction? Or does your broken humanity thirst for for pleasure or happiness or wealth or recognition or your way? Jesus was thirsty for so many things. And Christ's response, both human and divine, was to pour himself out for us. We hear it each week in our communion liturgy that Jesus' blood was poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. His blood poured out from his body for us, for forgiveness of sins, that we may thirst no more. Jesus gave all there was to give. He gave up his divine existence and glory to come and be present in humanity's brokenness. He came, he gave up his human existence ultimately to pain and suffering and death so that he could enter into Hades and defeat sin and death forevermore. 
And our response to Jesus pouring out is that we are called to do the same. Just as a coach tells his players to leave it all out on the field or on the court, just as athletes are told to never quit, to persevere, to move any obstacle, just as professionals are told in their professional careers to hold nothing back, to go all in, we are called as Christians to pour out in service to one another in honor of Christ's sacrifice. And do we? Jesus poured everything out, every human cell, every fiber of his being, every divine essence. He held nothing back from us, for us. And this moment of thirst is where we see it all on display. Human death mixed with divine fulfillment and obedience leading into the very battle between life or death. And our response as Christians needs to be the same. We are called to be different. We are called to pour ourselves out, to hold nothing back, to go all in, to move any obstacle. And we have the power to do that. We have the Holy Spirit power to do that. We have the Holy Spirit power to thirst for righteousness and fight to make the world a better place. We have the Holy Spirit power to seek justice and love mercy and walk humbly. We have the Holy Spirit power to be peacemakers if we walk in the footsteps of this Christ, the one we heard cry out today. If we walk in the footsteps of Jesus who poured himself out on the cross for our sins and our forgiveness. Are we thirsty? Church, I want to be thirsty. I want to thirst for justice and mercy and kindness and humility. And I want to thirst for people to know about this Jesus. I want people to know that this Jesus loved them so deeply that he came and poured out all that he had for them, not just for the good ones. Not just for the good people, not just for the Sunday pew people, but for the Saturday night people. That they would know him, that they would know that you don't have to be perfect to be perfectly loved. No, Jesus poured himself out for all of us that we may be filled. Jesus became broken that we may be whole. Jesus poured his very blood out so that our sins may be forgiven. My sins and your sins and we forget. Jesus poured his very blood out for us and we have the audacity to forget as we look down our noses at other people's sins in our righteous indignation because they sin differently than we do. Jesus cried out in thirst. Church, why aren't we thirsty? I want to have an unquenching thirst for others to know that Jesus lived for them and died for them. I want to have an unquenching thirst for others to know that Jesus loved them to death and can restore them to full life. I want others to know that if we all continue to thirst for the things of this world, like money and possessions and fame and recognition and getting our way, that we'll continue to feel parched. 
God, I pray for your church to be thirsty for you. God, I pray for your church to thirst for righteousness and justice and mercy and humility. I pray for a movement of your Holy Spirit on those people gathered here, whether it be in presence or in spirit, in body or in mind. I pray for your Holy Spirit to move in a mighty way that that it can't be us, that it has to be you, that there is no question, Lord, I lay this church at the foot of your cross where it rightly belongs. I pray that you move in us, that we may move out of this place with a thirst to help those who don't believe that they were good enough for you to die for them, for those who don't believe that they were good enough to come to your waters of righteousness, to come to your living water. I pray that you move in us in a way that, that they will know there's something about them. It must be Jesus. Lord, I pray for each and every mind and heart and mouth gathered here that we may go forward so full of your spirit that we tell each and every person that that we meet that you have to come. There's a place where you can belong, where you can come on your worst day and we will see the goodness in you, that you can come in your worst moment and feel loved and accepted and given a new chance. Lord, I pray, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray in your power that you wash over us and remind us of who we are and whose we are and who we are to work through and toward and for. Make us thirst and unquenching, dry, chapped thirst for all that is yours, and all God's people said, amen.